This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and I am very excited for today's episode because today's episode is something that has been in the works for a year and a half. It is the day that we finally launched Rella. So this is the first podcast that Rella has actually been out there. And if you follow me on social media, you're probably like, you've posted about this so much, you've talked about it so much, but I've literally been working on this for a year and a half. And the fact that it's out in the universe is something to celebrate. And I feel like as business owners, as you know, someone who is more like entrepreneurial and entrepreneurs in general and founders, they don't take the time to celebrate because it never ends. You know, it's like, okay, great. We launched. Now we have even more work than before, you know? So it's like, yeah, we're celebrating, but it's like, oh my God, we have so much work to do. So I do think that sometimes we forget to celebrate. And I've tried to kind of tell that to my team and to my co-founders, like, listen, this is a huge accomplishment. Obviously the work doesn't end and it doesn't slow down. If anything, it ramps up and, you know, we're going to be more stressed, but we should take the time to celebrate. And so that's kind of what I've been doing yesterday. Actually, I just kind of celebrated. I responded to everyone. I didn't check my email. Like, first day ever that I didn't even open my Google app. And I just responded to everyone, thanking everyone for all of their support, for all of their help. I mean, it was just a really fun, fun day. And so now I wanted to record a podcast and I wanted this podcast to bring value to you because I know that I have a lot of listeners that want to be entrepreneurs. They are entrepreneurs. They want to start a business. They want to be founders. They are just curious about the process. So this episode is going to be about what starting a business taught me. But before we do that, I also wanted to just give you a little insight on what Rella is in case you just follow me on the podcast and you're not really sure about what it is. So like I said, I've been working on Rella for a year and a half, and it started with a vision that social media management and organization tools need to be better. The past year and a half went from just me to finding co-founders and to a team of eight, and it has been absolutely incredible. Like I sometimes pinch myself. I like look back at where we started and where we are now, and I'm like, what? Like, when did this happen? Like, where in the timeline did all of this happen? And so it's just crazy looking back and reflecting. And I think it's so important. So I love doing episodes like this and also just reflecting with my team and with myself as well. But anyways, Rella is an all-in-one social media management tool that allows influencers to manage and organize their entire business in one place. I had been using so many apps that helped with social media management, but they were never exactly what I wanted. 
I was looking for a project management tool that was made and optimized for social media. And I am such an organized person that I would make other tools work like ClickUp and Excel and my notes app and my phone, but I knew that it could be better. So I decided to make it and it is now available on the app store right now. You can find it on the app store and you can also find it on Google Play too. So iPhone, Android, anyone worldwide, US, like anyone anyone, anyone, anyone can find it on the app store. And if you have an iPad pro tip, use it on the iPad because we don't have a desktop version yet. It's coming soon, guys. Don't worry. If you use it on the iPad, it makes it look like a desktop version. You can like, if you have the keyboard, you can type and all of that stuff. I actually am reading off of my notes on Rella that I made on my iPad right now. So you guys know, I like to have notes and kind of like script my podcast a little bit and like have like the main stuff written down. So I'm literally reading off of it right now, which is really cool. And like, it's so cool actually using the app that I created. Like sometimes I'm still, I'll be like planning my Instagram feed and I'm like, wait, what the heck? Like I'm using this app that literally I created. Like if something goes wrong or something doesn't work, I literally just like put in Slack. I'm like, this isn't working. And then I get an answer right away. So it's just been really surreal and really cool. And I've been using it for a few months now. So the shock has worn off slightly, but not really. Like right now, writing this podcast out, it's still, I was like, whoa, I'm using this. Like I used to use my notes on my iPhone and now I'm using Rella. This is weird. So anyways, I was also incredibly overwhelmed with the support from everyone yesterday. I mean, so many of my friends and followers reposted and reshared Rella on their stories. I also got the kindest DMs and had conversations with every single one of you. I responded to everyone. Yesterday, I was on my phone the whole day because I made it a point to respond to everyone because every single individual person that downloaded, that reshared, that sent a kind message needs to be recognized because it's a group effort. Like I wanted to make sure that I was able to respond to everyone. So that is literally what I was doing all day. My screen time probably is through the roof. I honestly don't want to check it. It's probably 14 hours. If I were to guess my screen time yesterday would be 14 hours. I was on it all day from when I woke up at like 730 to when I went to bed, which was at like 11, you know, and it didn't help that I was watching TikTok at night too. So my, my screen time probably was like 15 hours yesterday, which is really, really bad. And I don't encourage it, but you know what? That's okay because I got to respond to every one of you and I got to see all of your kind messages and it literally made me want to cry. Like I don't understand how I got this lucky with like such a strong community, but it's just absolutely insane. And I really don't know how to express my gratitude and my thanks because, you know, this is a podcast. I'm just like talking to you and like saying thank you a million times. But I just want you to know that I am so incredibly grateful, thankful and blown away. Like so, so, so blown away. So if you haven't already, if you are five minutes into this podcast and you still have not downloaded Rella, I highly recommend it. It's for content creators. It's for influencers. It's for anyone on social media. We really, really, really would love for you to download it. You can join the Slack group, connect with like-minded influencers, and it's like a great place for you to network. But then there's also like a support channel in there if you ever have issues with like like any technical stuff or like any bugs on the app, or you can email us and we will answer you. And when I say we, it's like me and Natasha, like literally it's us answering you. This isn't a bot. It's not like a customer service representative that we don't know that we just hired out. Like it is our team because we want to make sure it's the best app for you. But anyways, obviously if you didn't already get, you know, the hint from the first five minutes, the high of my week was 100% launching Rella. I mean, I was on an adrenaline kick yesterday. Like 
I think I wasn't tired at all. And I was like, so go, go, go because of all of the overwhelming messages and support. And it just went really well. I know in the beginning of the week, last week, we had a group meeting, we had a team meeting, like we do every Monday morning. And we talked about every single thing that could derail Rella, anything that on launch day would go wrong and what we would do to fix it. And nothing really went wrong. Not to say that obviously like there were bugs and it's not perfect. And that's going to happen with any app and with any like piece of technology. But overall, nothing derailed us. Nothing made it like a bad day. And I'm so, so, so thankful for that. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tip are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Waze new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Waze new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Waze other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon worthy look at home. 
So you can first free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. I know that you guys want to talk about what I learned starting a business and what starting a business taught me. So we're going to get into it. And I just wanted to say a quick thank you in the intro. But now let's talk about what I've learned about starting a business. Number one, everything takes longer than you think. When you have an idea, it seems like it is the easiest thing in the world putting it together. Like it's so easy. You know, you have this and you're like, oh my God, why didn't no one else make this? But once you begin executing it, you realize that there are so many steps to lead you to where you need to be. The idea is honestly, I would say the easiest part. And I think that we have the idea that things can be done quickly because of social media. We always see success stories online. We always see the big announcement and the launch party. I mean, go to LinkedIn and everyone from your college is probably like, I'm so excited to be taking this job or, oh my God, I just got a promotion or look at me, I started this company. And I mean, I'm guilty of that too. I definitely share the big announcements. I just had a whole launch day yesterday, but we don't see the sleepless nights and the hours put in and the lack of social life or the things that didn't go to plan that set us back. And one of my biggest pet peeves, like such a pet peeve, I think this word or this phrase needs to like go away in 2022, but it's when people mention overnight success. There is no such thing as an overnight success. No one goes to bed and becomes successful in their sleep. And just because the world is now recognizing an accomplishment does not mean that there wasn't a ton of time and work behind it. You just didn't see it. And just because you didn't see something does not mean that it was an overnight success. I always mention this, and I've probably mentioned this in the podcast before, but I remember seeing a tweet from Lizzo, and it was something like, someone someone wrote an article about the overnight success of Lizzo. And she was like, yeah, seven years of recording, if you call that overnight success. And it's true, something like that. I'm definitely saying it wrong, but pretty much she was working for years and years and years, but like, sure, call it overnight success just because now you're hearing her songs. Like, no, that's not what it is. So there is no such thing as overnight success. We got to leave that behind. And that's also one reason why I really, really like sharing my journey of, you know, starting Rella on YouTube. A lot of people actually told me, okay, don't share too much. Like don't mention what you're doing because someone can copy you. You know, you don't want to like over promise and like under deliver all this stuff. You know, like I get advice all the time. That's like, oh, maybe don't share as much as you do. And the reason why I don't listen to it is because I want to share the real real. I mean, hello, that's what this podcast is called, but I want to share the behind the scenes because when I was starting Rella and even right now, obviously I'm still building it. I always look up vlogs about other founders, about other startup entrepreneurs, about anyone else that has like works in tech. And there was never anything like it was always like, okay, once it's released, but there was nothing in the process. I wanted to see the process. And even I like, of course, I upload to YouTube. I show my weekly vlogs. I upload podcasts about talking about it. But even I only show a glimpse of it. Like I probably show like 5%, 3% of it. So even that, even when me, I'm trying to be transparent, I'm trying to be honest and I'm trying to show my journey, like I still don't show everything. So just know that everything does take longer than you think. There is no such thing as overnight success and there's no such thing as like quick success. There's no shortcuts. There's no get rich quick scheme. Like it just takes a lot of hard work and a lot of time. And honestly, it's going to take a lot longer than you think. When I had the idea of Rella, I thought that we could get this out in June of 2021. June, LOL, that's like 
a joke like that would not have happened so (laughs) here we are January 2022 getting it out for you but yeah we thought June then we thought September then we thought October then we thought November then we thought December then we thought January 3rd and then we were like okay January 18th so all of those previous days I'm like oh my god we could have never released it then so everything, everything, everything takes longer than you think. And when you are starting a business, timelines and goals are incredibly important. I am such a big goal tracker. I'm such a big timeline person. But what is more important is making sure that you aren't rushing something that isn't good and then it flops. Because if you are a business that works with customers or users, you usually only get one chance. If we uploaded an an app that had a million bugs and was unusable, people are not going to come back to it in the future. They will go somewhere else. They will find something else. There's something else out there for them. So you have to tread the line of putting something out there, even if it isn't in your end goal or even if it isn't your end goal and rushing it. Which brings me to the next thing that I learned, which is don't wait until it's perfect. This might seem counterintuitive, but your product will never be perfect. I am learning that myself. It will never be at the end goal because the second you have customers and you start putting it out in the world, you will hear how imperfect it is. And that's actually a good thing. That's not something that you should be scared of. It's not something that's a negative. You always want to be working to improve your business and you want to work on making it something that people really need. Your perfect and your end goal might not even be what users want. So you need to consider that. When it comes to starting a business and launching a business, you want to put something out there and start receiving feedback right away. Feedback from your customers is so important. One thing that we did so that we could have feedback but not put it out there into the universe for everyone is a beta group and we had focus groups. So we actually had people that wanted to test the app and we had them on the app in like a small test group and we actually just had like focus groups with them, asking them what they thought, asking them the bugs. There were so many bugs, asking them their feedback and we were able able to, you know, kind of work out all of the errors and work out everything that they liked and didn't like and talk about them about what they liked and didn't like without actually putting it out there. And because it was a beta group, they knew that this was their job to test the app. So they weren't expecting perfection. And so that is something that was so, 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 so valuable. So no matter what company you have, whether it's product facing business, an app, a startup, even if it's like something on social media or something digital, find a group of people that are willing to give you their opinion on it before you release it, because that's going to teach you so much. We've changed the app quite a bit. I mean, not not a ton, but we've added some features. We've fixed a ton of bugs. We've made it more user-friendly based on that feedback from people that we literally would have never caught and we wouldn't have thought it was important unless we had that feedback. And also, whenever you do put out a product, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not your end goal, that product is usually called your MVP, which means minimum viable product. And that just means like, what is the minimum you can put out that works, that can test product market fit and can be useful to your users? For us, we have so, so many more features that we want to add. And we're looking to add a brand marketplace to connect you with brands, media kit creation, advanced analytics, multiple workspaces for your different accounts, a desktop version. But if we waited that long to release it, we would literally never release it, guys. Never. <laughs> I mean, that would just that that would take forever. And then the amount of bugs at the end of that, oh no, it could not happen. So we would never release it and we would never begin seeing what you want and what you don't want. Even from our focus group, which was like on a, our MVP, we learned so much. So definitely, definitely, definitely don't wait until it's perfect, but have something out there and put something out there. And the next thing that I learned is being small is a good thing. 
And you may be wondering how small can mean a good? Doesn't that mean less people, less users, less money? But the way that you can make this an advantage is by acting personable and being there for your customers the way that big businesses can't be. I read this in a book one time and it completely changed my entire perspective on why being small and acting small is actually a really, really great thing. I mean, when was the last time you reached out to Google and got in like a person answering you? I don't even know where Google support is because they make it so hard to find. Like I will have an issue with Google, with YouTube, with Gmail, whatever it is, no one to talk to. (laughs) And you think I'm going to DM Google? No. Or which company that you use, can you say, you know, the founder and you can DM them and ask them a question and they're going to answer you? Not that many. We want our small team to be an advantage. We want to form a community that feels like we're your group of friends, not just company that doesn't know who you are and doesn't care about you or not even care. Because I'm not saying big businesses don't care about their customers, but you know, they care about them more in terms of like, being a mass group rather than the individual level. And when starting a business and especially startups, scaling is everything. Like obviously it's important to scale. Like we're not saying that we're trying to stay small forever, but people neglect community. And I am so proud of our team for being so hyper-focused on community. We value community and our users over everything. We want to make sure that they feel heard, that they feel seen, and we are building Rella for them. And so if we're not listening to them, then what product are we building? Like, why are we building Rella if we don't listen to our customers? And if you are a small company, instead of viewing being small as a negative or something that you are you wish you were bigger and like you wish that you were at whatever like scale you're in, you can start viewing it as a positive. And this isn't even just for like traditional businesses. This is also for content creators too. I always mention this, but whenever you like start a YouTube, a podcast, an Instagram, a TikTok, whatever it is, you're probably going to be obviously looking at your numbers and wanting to grow, wanting to like grow more and more. The thing is you need to start looking at your community and like valuing them on an individual level. So instead of being like, oh my God, I only have a thousand followers, say, oh my God, a thousand people follow me and get to know those thousand people. That is so, so, so critical. You have to get to know the people that support you or else they're not going to support you anymore. It's going to be a revolving door and they're going to go away. And then you're going to wonder why you're losing people when it's because you haven't nurtured that community and that relationship in the first place. So I always say that community is everything and making sure that you are, you know, nurturing that no matter what size you are is so important. And so going back to like being a small team and being a small business, you're able to talk to your customers one-on-one. You're able to hear directly from what they like, what they don't like. You're able to have a personal connection with them instead of going up a bunch of layers just to hear what your users are saying. All of this is such a good thing. And as we grow and scale, we never want to lose sight of any of that. another benefit of being small we talked about actually in our ig live yesterday which we're going to start doing more of so if you want to follow me and rela social definitely do that but it's that we don't go through a round of a million approvals before something gets done we're able to do something and implement it right away you have a marketing idea go for it we want to post a trending tiktok post post it there's not like a bunch of approvals like making sure that we can we can do this and and like asking our boss like no none of that go for it you have the freedom in the fast moving world of marketing and social media this is important to be quick and to implement quickly and use that as an advantage if you are a small team or a small business owner another thing that i learned starting a business is the importance of your team so speaking of team your team is critical 
And this one is like the biggest thing that I learned. Like team is everything. I have been a solo worker for my entire life. I was someone who has been working on social media and on my own brand for the past decade, pretty much 100% alone. I have a manager, but we don't work together on the daily. Like it's not like she's like a part of my company or anything like that. It's just like she helps me out and it's a part of my brand that's outsourced. And I always thought that I was better solo. I did not know how to hire. And that was definitely one of my weaknesses at the time. I did not know how to outsource. I thought I could do everything on my own because I'm better at it. I have the vision. I have a hard time letting something go. Like guys, I have such a hard time letting things go. It's definitely a weakness of mine is I don't know how to delegate. Like I really don't know how to delegate. But that's actually not the case once you get past that mental block of not delegating and not surrounding yourself with people that complement your skill set. My team, my co-founders, they are the reason that Rello launched. Like every single one of us, we could not have launched without everyone working their role and their hard work. And when I first had the idea of Rella, I had no interest in having co-founders. I thought that I could do this on my own because I'm the one with the industry experience and with the vision. And it was my idea. And the second I realized <laughs> how much work it would be and how I lack a very necessary skill set, which is um, developing, I realized that I needed a team and I needed co-founders. I found my co-founders by asking a friend if he knew anyone that developed apps. And one of his friends actually had a software consultancy with two other guys. We talked and felt like they were the best fit to develop Rella. And I had spoken with like five other developers prior to this. And it just was always like an uncomfortable and awkward conversation. I always felt so discouraged after talking to these developers because I felt like they didn't understand the vision. They didn't care about the product. They just wanted their fee and to like hand the project over. Like they were just freelancers, which is fine because that that was their role. But I like realized as I was talking to them, that's, that's not someone that I wanted. Like that's not the developer that I wanted to work on Rella. And when I spoke to Connor, I could tell that I, he was really interested in what I wanted to build. We worked together as a client consultant developer relationship for a few months. And then they had actually proposed that we work together as founders and like as a team and as a partnership. And that changed everything. I was so excited to work with them and to have them work with me on building Vrela. We met Natasha and Tess, our lead designers through Connor. So they both went to NC State. Connor had actually recruited Tess to help him design apps for other clients that they had. And so when I started working with them, Tess jumped on board and Tess recruited Natasha because she knew her from school and she like, they worked well together. So it was all like, through these connections. Louis was a front-end developer looking for work and he had actually reached out to Connor and Nick several times and they never found like the exact role for him when he started reaching out. But then once we started working on Rella, it was like the perfect role for him and he fit in immediately. Kayla had DM'd me a few times on Instagram asking about Rella and what I do. And at the time, I was actually looking for someone to help with influencer marketing. Her persistence and her messages were always so sweet. And I could tell that she was a good fit for our team. So I literally DM'd her. I was like, let's set up a call. We set up a call that I think it was like the next day or like the next Monday or something. And she was literally hired on the spot. Gigi applied to work as a content creator for Rella, but I had recognized her from DMing her multiple times before and we had already talked. So I felt like I kind of knew her already and her personality and her willingness to work made her the perfect fit for our team. And none of our team members, if you can't tell, came to us with like a traditional application and we've gotten so incredibly lucky. I actually posted a job posting once on LinkedIn and it was just so hard to tell who people were from like a LinkedIn resume. Like I was like, I personality and like culture fit is such a big part of working at Rella that like I couldn't tell about anyone. So when Gigi actually had applied like through Instagram and 
and our social media, it was like a wave of relief. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is perfect. And starting a business is a group effort and Rella would not have launched without every single one of us. Like your team is critical. You need to find a good support system and delegate where you can. And not everyone needs co-founders. That's not what I'm saying. You can definitely do this solo, but a business is not something that you can do hundred percent on your own. It's lonely, isolating, and it's incredibly hard. If you cannot tell from my YouTube videos or my posts, like it is so hard. And those people around you will help you remember what you're doing and make sure that you don't give up. So having a team, even if it's not co-founders, I'm just talking about a team in general, is one of the most important things when you start a business because let's uh, you can't do it all. You're you're not good enough to do everything. That's not a negative. Not everyone has every single skill set that you need. You have strengths and you have weaknesses and you need to find people that complement those. And then the last thing that I want to share is that you don't know what you don't know. Starting a business is the hardest thing I've ever done and it's one of the like biggest challenges. And when I started and when I had the idea, I was so excited and I was like, oh my God, like I can do everything on my own. I know how to do everything. This is so exciting. And I had everything written down. As you go about starting your business, as you go about like actually making this into a full-fledged company, you start realizing, oh my God, what am I doing? I don't know how to do anything. And so I have found mentors along the way. I've had people that can help me like answer questions along the way, but it has been so incredibly difficult. And I always felt like I just like don't know what I don't know. So that is one thing that when you start a business, you're going to be excited at first. And that excitement is going to turn into fear. You're still going to be excited, but it's going to have some fear to it because you're going to be like, wait, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. But one thing that you need to realize is that no one does. No one that starts a business, no one that starts a venture, no one that starts anything, a brand knows what they're doing 100% of the time. Like I said, you have strengths and you have weaknesses and you are going to be lost at times. And that is okay because you learn along the way, you network, you ask questions and you figure it out. And it's kind of one of those things where you just take it one step at a time and you start building confidence in yourself because you start realizing, hey, I can do this. Like I had no idea how to do this in the beginning and here we are. So you really start building a lot of confidence once you start a business as well. So yeah, that is the last thing that I wanted to mention is that you don't know what you don't know. No one does. No one knows what they're doing 100% of the time. And honestly, I think it's kind of like a beautiful thing at the end of the day because you learn so much. You learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about the world of business and everything like that. So I, I hope that those tips resonated with you. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I love doing these solo podcasts. I feel like I'm so much more connected with you when I do solo podcasts. And if any of you have a business, shout it out to us on Instagram. We want to share any small businesses you have, any any like entrepreneurs that follow us. We want to support you like you have supported us. So make sure to let us know on Instagram so we can share it with the world. And also, of course, download Rella. Let us know what you think. Join the Slack group. Follow us on Instagram. We're always posting value content. You know, we're not just posting promo-y stuff. We always want to make sure that we're helping you out along the way. So definitely check us out. Thank you again for all the support you've given us so far. I love you and I will see you guys in my next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. 
At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.